With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, Ed McGrogan here for Tennis.com, back with another podcast. I'm with Steve Tigner, just in time for the Madrid Open. Uh, men's and women's big event starts, um, I think technically Sunday, but really Monday. Um, blue clay, of course, that's really all you've heard about this for the past week, even though it seems like a little longer ever since they decided to go with this surface. Um, Steve, what I'm kind of wondering from you is how much of this really is kind of much ado about nothing? I, I was thinking about this after reading all about it, of uh, the surface, but you know there is so much reaction now, but my thought is really at the end of the day, the players are going to play on this, and usually what happens is the best players always tend to find a way to make the best of really any situation out on tour. Yeah, I think it would be one thing if this was the last tournament before the French Open, but there's one after it um, in Rome that sort of gets them back to the normal surface. There's still, you know, the question is, will it play like red clay and will it play significantly different to, to throw anybody off? Um, I think I've heard different reports on that. The tournament itself says it's exactly the same, but um, I've read other reports where it's not exactly the same. It's not made exactly the same way. And some of the players have said it's a little slipperier and the, and the ball doesn't bounce quite as high. Um, I think by the end of the tournament, you know, we'll see, unless there's some real disaster and, you know, Nadal just decides to, he can't take any, any quits, I think, you know, by the end of the tournament, you're, I think you're right, it'll be, it'll be sort of business as usual with, a diff, you know, just a different colored court. But, you know, that's what, I think that's what we have to hope for. Yeah, it certainly befits this, I think it, if there was a tournament to, to make this change, uh, this is definitely the tournament that uh, you could see doing that. You went there a couple of years ago, and, and this this event, since it was moved to the clay season a couple of years back, really kind of goes to its own beat with uh, Tyriac, the promoter. It's got these um, futuristic metal seating, I, I would call it, from seeing it over here on TV. It's got um, – it, it really looks nothing like almost any tournament on tour, and particularly – the t- the tournaments on the clay swing, which all which seem to be for the most part all very historic, revered events that are like steeped in tradition. Yeah, Tyriac, you know, he does his own thing. He doesn't. He kind of can do whatever he wants with his money and and power in the game. He you know he moved this tournament from Stuttgart to Madrid when turn- when tennis got big in Spain. Now he, then he moved it from an indoor event in October right smack into the middle of the clay season. You know, a pretty traditional, like you said, a pretty traditional. Um, run up to the French Open, he just he just put this tournament right in the middle of that and you know, nobody could really say anything about it and now he's gone to blue clay, so so it does it does make sense. 
Yeah, so we'll, we will get our first looks at the clay pretty soon. Um, I, I know coverage in the U.S. starts right away in earnest on Monday. So let's get to the, the players a little bit. Only the women's draw is out at the moment now, and uh, this is really less about draw breakdowns. You're going to have a, a couple previews, um, the women's today on the site. Uh, but the most really interesting player to me of both draws, I think, is uh, is Serena Williams because for a few reasons. I, I was down in Charleston when she just ran roughshod through the final, really the whole term, but the final weekend, I believe she lost three games in total to Stozer, Safarova. Um, just a totally dominant performance, um, one that I can remember seeing from her really on any surface. And so we haven't seen her um, play on tour since then. So she goes from green to blue before she goes to red here. So it's kind of a little interesting progression there. And then I think after we see this tournament with this um, full field, I would say, for the women, this combined with Starcard is really going to give us kind of a clearer picture of where the women might stand heading into Roland Garros. So what are your kind of initial thoughts about Serena with this little um, return to tour now? Well, this is a chance for her. She hasn't done much in the in the run-up to the French or the French in a while. But I think this seems to be after Charleston and after her working her way back into the tour this season, this seems like a, a good opportunity for her. I also think Madrid could be a good court for her. It traditionally plays a little faster. The ball flies a little faster at altitude. Um, she has an interesting draw. She could get Carolyn Wozniacki pretty early. And if she, if she gets past that, um, Maria Sharapova in the quarters. So that's, you know, there's two early um, tests. She she lost to Wozniacki in Miami, so I think she'd be ready for that. And she traditionally beats, you know, she kind of owns Sharapova. So, so um, you know, a good little bit of a challenging early draw from from her. And I, you know, I, you know, I would expect expecting a little more from Serena than than maybe what she's shown at this time of the year in the past. We saw most of the the rest of the women's stars up in Stuttgart. That was a very extremely strong field. Um, which of the the other women are you kind of looking forward to seeing? Maybe the most telling results uh, from this week in Madrid. I, I I'm kind of glancing at the draw. Not that I would expect an upset, but you see Azarenka gets Kuznetsova right in the first round, and um, Venus is back at this event. Um, there's also really everybody is back here, of course, Kvitova as well. So this is um, this is a chance to really see anyone and, and kind of take whatever you want away from the tournament. Yeah, I think there's a couple of interesting things. Um, just at first glance, Petra Kvitova play could play Stoser in the quarters. That's a that's a strong quarterfinal if they both make that. Um, Radwanska has a good draw. It looks like to me she has Bartoli and and Sibulkova near her. Uh, she has a pretty good quarter. Um, one player to look out for in Azarenka section is Angelique Kerber. She beat Wozniacki last year and has been has been playing well for the last six months. German. She's a little older, but she's been she's um, she's had a good run, and you know she, she's definitely somebody to watch. And she's in Azarenka's section. So um, so yeah, I think it's you know it's, there's there's good players everywhere at this at at this event. It, it looks like to me. For the men, when it comes to these significant tournaments really over the past year and a half, two years, 
however far you almost want to go back. It's it's really always been about the the top four ranked players, aside from so such rare exceptions, really. And as we were coming on, you just mentioned to me that Andy Murray is not playing this term, just pulled out with a, a back injury. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pulled out with a back injury just a few minutes ago. Yeah. So uh, so that's going to bump. Um, I believe Joe Wilford song up into a more desirable ranking position, um, get away from those guys until the later rounds if he makes it that far. But, you know, for the remaining top trio here, as it's always been, um, Federer, he's another player that's also been kind of out of the picture a little bit lately. He didn't play Monte Carlo. Um, he had a quick exit in Miami after that great run in Indian Wells. And this is, a guy, this is a player who has had great success everywhere, but particularly in Madrid. Um, he's always <clears throat> excuse me, done well here, um, beaten a doll in a final one time, which is you know, almost an impossibility. He also whiffs, also one time whiffed on a match point against Nadal in a final there. So, but he, he definitely knows this is a clay tournament that he's generally done extremely well at. And for all the talk about Nadal and Djokovic, it would be still really rash to push, um, to push Roger aside in any discussion of the men's events. I guess you could look at it. Um, yeah, he's done well in Madrid. The ball, if it bounces a little lower on blue clay, that could help him. He traditionally likes the lower bounce. And I think he likes the little quicker speed of the ball there. Um, the only downside is he's coming in with no clay court, um, no clay court matches under his belt this time. Typically, it takes him a tournament. It takes him a little longer to find his best form on clay. It takes him at least one tournament, um, and he's coming in with none this time. So that's the only that's the only sort of you know potential problem I see see for Federer. The other two guys, of course, Nadal, Djokovic. Um, the question I really have about those two is. Really, would it be a not just a, a surprise? Would it be a, pretty much a shock to you if these two didn't end up meeting in the final? It's, um, you know, this is, I, I guess, a new surface if you want to call it that. Um, and they, but the, you know, they have this is would be the fourth consecutive Clay Masters final that they could potentially meet in the final Clay Masters tournament. They could meet in the final, but and as we saw in Indian Wells and Key Biscayne. Um, unlike last year, you know, this is, there have been, there's obviously some differences I think we've noticed of the men's um, kind of dynamic going into this year. It's it's not just a two-man show, um, even though these two are still clearly the top two in the world. But, you know, if, if this goes to next Sunday and you don't see Nadal and Djokovic and the other opposite sides in the net, is that a pretty big surprise for you? Yeah, that's a surprise. They played in the Australian Open final. They played the Monte Carlo final. Um, Nadal had to pull out of Miami. That's one reason he didn't he didn't make that final. And, and Djokovic was beaten by Isner in a third set tiebreaker uh, in the other one. So it's true that there are other players um, that could beat them, but it still would be a surprise to me if they weren't in the final. They you know they played this final last year. Djokovic won. Nadal doesn't love this tournament. He doesn't love playing at altitude. He's not going to love the blue clay. Um, but he's also he's won it, and it is in Spain, and um, he's coming off a good win and two good wins, Monte Carlo and Barcelona. So, um, and I think Djokovic is going to want to. He wants the French Open as much as anything else this year, and I think he's going to really want to get back on track after after Monte Carlo and after you know his grandfather passing away. Um, so I think he's you know he'll be motivated for that. You do have to look at a couple people like Isner or Raonic, these these guys that can 
these guys that have played some good tennis this year on clay and can really take the racket out of the, the opponent's hands. Those are, those are a couple guys I would look at as guys that could, could beat Nadal or Djokovic earlier. We will have it all covered here. Tennis.com, lots of racket reactions, um, recaps from Steve, Pete Bodo, the whole crew here. So on Monday, we will start our coverage uh, heavy and often here. So Tennis.com, like I said, I'm Ed McGrogan. This is Steve Tigner as well. Thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 